Thanks, Gail. <clears throat> so this morning we were we're gonna have um, pastors Praveen and Christodas with us, and I've I, I've asked them to introduce themselves and share with us when they get here. Praveen is being introduced in the second service in the sanctuary right now. So what's going to happen is, is we're going to get kind of interrupted when they show up. And then I, I want us to, to hear from them. So <clears throat> if it's maybe a little disjointed in our time together this morning, then it's just kind of a normal week for us. So praise the Lord. So, so visitors, we have some visitors. Welcome. Uh, Dan and Rhonda. So welcome. This is the Living Well class. If you guys need anything, make yourselves at home. It's good to have you. So what we're going to do is our normal, we'll have some time together in the Word, and then, and then we're going to do what you can't do by yourself as a Lone Ranger Christian, and you can't do what, we're going to do what you can't do sitting in the sanctuary in the midst of 200 other people, and that's talk together and, and get to know each other and work through together the things that you've heard. So praise the Lord, that's what our fellowships are for. So I hope you're doing well. It is good to see your faces this morning, and, and that'll make more sense why well, it's good to see your faces this morning. By the time we get to the end of the verse we're looking at today, so open your Bibles if you would, to Second John, and, and I'm, I am going to kind of get started here and just trust God for our interruptions to come at a timely time in the service. So, so you ought to have a handout, something to write with, and then your, your Bibles. So if there's something that pricks your spirit, like, like as we're going through this, it, it's probably because you need to talk about it in your small group. So just write down a little note. Don't raise your hand during the teaching time that that's like some that's what we're going to do in our small groups but make sure you do write that down so we can cover that so hello to dave who's online in atlanta with us we miss you uh wish you were here but we understand why you can't be so by way of review in terms of of the book of second john we've seen that hospitality is a valid expression of love or charity Okay, so love opens doors. When you have an agape love, so you're doing something for someone and you're not expecting anything in return. That opens doors to relationship, which opens the doors to gospel and, and invitation and that sort of a thing. But, 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 but we don't just like um, love foolishly. Love does have limits. That sounds, that sounds wrong. Because like Christ, he wasn't limited in his love. But the thing is, it's not like there's a limit in the quantity. Rather, love has boundaries. So you don't open your doors to people who are going to harm you or to harm the body of Christ. And so that's kind of the main message of Second John. And we've seen that in weeks to come. Last week, we did all church retreat testimonies from the people who were able to go to the all church retreat. And, and the basic takeaway from that is it was a big blessing. Okay, it was a big blessing to go to all church retreat and to hear those things and get to spend time together like that. But this week, this brings us to week 13 and our final week in 2 John. And this is what we read in verses 12 and 13. The Apostle John says, 
having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come unto you and speak face to face that our joy may be full. Okay, so just as, as we start to think about what's being taught here, I just want to remind everybody of something you already know, okay? And that's this. The church is not a building. Uh, it's the, the little baby's one-year-old birthday next door. Uh, yeah, that's sweet. There is cake. Yes, they have cake. Wagi didn't make us a birthday cake this morning, but no, so... So, um, okay, the church is not a building, even though we act like it is. We say, hey, I'm going to church. And what I mean is I'm going to come assemble with the called out assembly, which is the believers. The church is not a service, but we kind of act like it is. And that's because we grew up in a Christian culture where when someone said church, they meant a building or a service. But you guys know that's not what the church is, right? What is the church? We are the church. It's a group of people who were bought by the blood of Christ who have said yes to the whosoever will invitation. So, so you know, I'm looking at the church. You're, you're looking across the table at members of the church. Now, I, I know you know that. However, Sometimes we think and act like the church is a building and, and the church is a service. And what we're going to see here, maybe catch a glimpse of in this passage, is that people matter. You matter. Okay? If we're a people group, which we are, and not a building or not a service, and you're part of that people group, well, guess what? You matter as part of the body because that's all the body is, is a bunch of people who show up. So let's look at this explanation. John says, having many things to write unto you. Okay, stop. The apostle John is writing a letter to the elect woman, who, who I think there was a real woman, but I also think it represents the church. Like it's being cryptic so that the persecutors wouldn't have ammunition against them. So, so and it's written to plural, like it's written to this elect woman, but then John is talking about this group. Come on in, guys. Okay. Come on and have a seat. There's food in the back. Make yourselves at home. No, you're fine. We're going to introduce you guys in just a minute. I just didn't know how slow you're going to be, so I thought I'd get started. Okay. The apostle John said, I have many things. Okay, well, of course he did. He's an, he's an apostle. Could you imagine if the Apostle John wrote you a letter? That's the guy who put his head on Jesus' chest. That's the guy that walked with Jesus for three years. That's the guy that saw the transfiguration, one of the inner three, who had the supernatural apostolic download from the Lord himself, who spoke with apostolic authority. Of course he has many things to write unto us. He wrote a whole bunch of our New Testament. In fact, 2 John 21, 25, this is, this is, let's go to the next slide. Okay, John 21, 25. Uh, we don't have that on the screen up here, Dempsey. I don't know if we can get that up here or not. 
John 21, 25. And this is John, the same John who witnessed these things, who says, and there are also many other things which Jesus did. The which, if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Do you think the guy that wrote this had many things to share? Of course he had many things to share. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Dempsey. Okay. Now, if we were to take a personal application, I think we would all recognize that God has much to teach us. So just like the Apostle John said, I have many things to write unto you, I think God would communicate to us, listen, I have a lot of things to communicate to you. Oh, thank you so much. Yes. All right. So let's go to the next slide while you're up there, Dempsey. So. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 2, verses 1 and 2 says, Now, as touching things offered unto idols, we know that we have knowledge. Yeah. So John's going to communicate things to, to this lady. He's going to teach her some things. But knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifieth. Look at verse 2. If any man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing. So yet as he ought to know, John tells this lady, I have many things to write unto you. In other words, there's a lot you don't know yet. And I, I want to tell you more things than I've told you. Okay, here's the thing that's kind of weighed on me as I was preparing this. If I miss service, I miss something. See, I miss the, the things that God, ha God has many things to show me. I've been studying the Bible for 30 years. And guess what? You guys, I don't know anything. God has so much more to show me. God forbid that I would have the attitude that says, I don't need to be there for Genesis chapter 24. And I miss out on Genesis chapter 24. Like I was there for Genesis 23 last week. And I'll be there for Genesis chapter 25 next week. But you know what? If I missed main service today, I'd have missed Genesis chapter 24. And I feel like the Holy Spirit would say, Genesis 24 is in there for a reason. Like I have many things to speak unto you. And the problem is, is if we miss Genesis 24 and we don't get that, then there's things we're going to miss next week because the Bible is taught precept upon precept and line upon line. Let's go to the next slide. Isaiah 28, verse 9. Whom shall he teach knowledge and whom shall make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from milk and drawn from the breast. Uh, verse 10. For precept must be on precept upon precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Now, what this tells me is that if I miss this precept, I'm not going to understand the precept that's being taught next week. So if I miss something this week, it, it's, it's going to not make sense to me down the road. Everyone else in the room will be nodding their head going, oh, that makes sense. And I'm going to be sitting there clueless. Like, I don't understand what you're talking about. You know why? Because I missed something. Now, 
Now, if we understand this and we can keep the attitude of a learner, then guess what? That makes service so much more exciting. I can't wait to get the spiritual download this week. Hey, Chris, you want to go fishing this weekend? Are you kidding me? And miss what the apostles wrote, what they said, the precept upon precept. And if I miss this week, then I'm pretty sure I'm going to miss something that's taught next week because I didn't get the line. So does that make sense? We should write, write it down if you have something. Yeah, so here, here's the key point number one. Continue to learn. Keep the attitude of a learner. Okay, stay, always stay a Bible student, okay? Even, even Pastor Praveen, which we're going to bring up here in just a minute, sh should have the attitude that he's still learning. He's still growing. Okay, even though he teaches in a Bible school, teaches in a, in a, in a university. We always want to have the attitude that I'm still learning because then, you know, maybe I'm going to skip a week and I'm going to miss Genesis 24. Okay. John 16, verse 12. Did we, we read that one. Okay. So here also on this key point, um, the more you learn, the less you know. Who understands what I'm talking about? Yeah. The more you learn, the more you realize, wow, there's kind of a lot to learn. Oh, like, I think I know something about neuroscience until I talked to my brother, Rokus, and it's like, man, I don't know anything. Like, I didn't know any of that stuff. I had to research a, uh, a disease that I'd never heard of for a, for a family last week. And, and I, I could, you know, I have the background to understand it, but it was all brand new to me. It's right there in the medical literature. It's been there the whole time. It was just brand new to me. Why? Well, because I don't do autosomal recessive genetic pediatric stuff. It's just like, it's a, there's so much to know. I don't know anything, you guys. The more you learn, the less you know. We ought to remember that and then apply that when it comes to, to our church. So, so, you know, there was a lot to write. Um, I'm going to bring you guys up in just a second, but I want to continue on. John says, having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper and ink. Okay, imagine getting this letter. So you've got the, the, the letter from the apostle. And he, this, the apostle John wrote you a letter, and you're reading through it. You get all the way through all that introductory stuff and his lesson about hospitality and about don't, don't, don't even wish those guys, you know, Godspeed. And then you, you get down here and, and you read this verse. I have many things to write unto you. And you're so excited. And you turn the letter over and it's like, that's all. It's like, wait, wait, wait. What about all the things that you, the apostle, was going to write to me personally? Like I was feeling really good about this personal letter. And now you're like, yeah, I've got all these things to write unto you but I'm not gonna. Mary, I've got all these things I really have to give to you, but I'm not gonna. You'd be like, what about, what about that? So he, he had these things to share, but then he didn't. And I think that is important for us to think about. Then here's key point number two. So the first point was, you know, continuation, continue to learn. Key point number two is communication. So how we communicate and not just what we communicate 
matters. If what you have to say is like a, like just imagine it's a big wooden box full of your thoughts, your ideas, the message you have, and then you just walk in the room and you just drop it. There, I told you, there's no love and there's no grace and there's no, like, that's not, John's like, I'm not going to even write these things unto you because I want to communicate it in a different way. And he continues with this, but I trust to come unto you. So John trusted God to go to them. Number two, that this, this helps us understand that it's a matter of faith to meet together. Did you see that? He said, I trust. I trust who? Well, he trusts God. He's trusting God. I'm not going to write you a letter. Why? Because I'm trusting God to come so that we can be together. Man, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25 says, and let us consider one another to provoke one another to love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. And I think we all, if you have your eyes open, are seeing the day approaching. And here's the exhortation. Don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Why not? Well, because listen, you need to consider me. You need to consider provoking me to love and to good works. That's why you don't forsake the assembling. You know that word forsake means to abandon. You desert somebody. It's a group of soldiers and you got a, someone who's fallen behind and you forsake them. You desert them. You leave that guy behind. That's, that's pretty poignant language. Don't desert the assembling of each other. There's a thousand reasons to miss service every single week. And some of them you can't help. Your boss, your job, your, you know, if you're on call and you got called in, you, you got to go in. I, I get that. You know, we missed recently. Uh, Dave is in Atlanta. He's online. He's, he's with us Zooming from Atlanta because his job called him away and he has to be away. But a lot of times the thousand reasons why we can't make it are really just the devil trying to keep us from doing it. When Christine and I started discipleship, which absolutely turned our lives upside down. Actually, we were upside down. It turned our, our lives right side up. When we started that, I'd get a headache, nausea, back pain, like whatever. It was something every single week. And pretty soon we just started joking around about it. It's Thursday. What do you got? It's like gout attack. My bunions flared up dental abscess, like whatever, there was always something. Now, listen, if you're a contagious, if you got a fever and you're snotting or, or, or like, you can forsake the assembling of the saints in that case. Uh, catch the Zoom for that. But you guys, this isn't a guilt trip. What this is, is a recognition of spiritual reality. The church is not a building. And the church is not a service. It's not just something, a place we go. It's a group of people. And, and we're going to see here in just a minute 
that that you matter, your presence matters. And so I think we need to make it a matter of faith to be able to assemble together because it matters that we come together. And having the truth, man, that's everything. But but how we communicate it and coming together according to the truth, that's super important. So key point number three is commission. The Great Commission, by the way, says go. Go ye therefore. Okay, and so unless providentially hindered, trust God to be here. So that's how Sam closed out his message today is, hey, we got Tuesday night prayer unless you're providentially hindered. So in other words, what this means is unless God's keeping you away, God's telling you to come. And if you can't make it, so Berno works half the year in, in Munich or other places around the world. That's, that's where God has him. He, you know, if he's, but when he's not there, he's here. So, you know, again, everybody has to miss sometimes. I'm not putting a guilt trip on you. I'm just trying to, to help you understand spiritual reality. Okay. Now. but I trust to come unto you and speak face to face. So this is the reason that John would not write is because he desired FaceTime. So why does your presence when the, the body assembles, why is your presence important? It's because we need your face. Because one face isn't face to face. It, it doesn't sharpen the countenance of a friend to just like, it doesn't do me any good to look in a mirror. That's just discouraging. Okay. <laughs> but if I can look and I can see your face, there's something in that, you know, that, that there's a lot of people worried about the development of children, infants that are growing up during this COVID age in which we've all had masks on for the last two years. Newborns will, will zone in on a face, the eyes, the nose, the mouth, in the arrangement that God made them, this little baby who can't process anything will zone in on a face and respond to that. It's innate in us to look at faces. And we do that naturally without thinking about it. I'm walking in and I'm like trying to see, trying to catch Praveen's face. It's like, oh, yeah. And then I'm trying to catch Aaron's eye. And it's like, does he, you know? Why? Because I need that face to face because I can see Christ in you and I can see grace and I can see love and I can see friendship and I can see. So I don't know how many hours, Gail, we spent in discipleship one on one personally and then discipling Xander together. How many hours we've sat across a table face to face. Going through this, how many hours have we spent doing that? A year. Another year. So we've spent two years once a week face to face spending time in God's word. And you know what? When I come and I see Gail's face, whoo, that does something for me. How many hours have we spent across the table going through what the word of God says doing this study? Every Friday we well, we did have to. We did have to, you know, do it three or four times, but uh, no, uh, I still on Fridays, Aaron, I mean, I'm the least gay person I know, but man, on Fridays, I miss you. It's like I'm driving down the road past your place where we did discipleship. And it's like, it's Friday. I'm supposed to be 
hanging out with Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you spend time with people, okay, when you're in ministry together and you see their face, it's different than someone just sent you a, a video. You guys understand what I'm saying? God built it that way. We need each other, and it should be a time of refreshing. Okay, so pastors Christodas and Praveen, I'm just going to ask you guys to come up and introduce you and share yourself, share, share something about yourself, because you guys have come a long way. Yes, and we have fellowship together. I've had the, the, the has anyone else been to India with me on, on this? Okay, so I've been to, Christodas is a mobilizer. He got us there and put us to work. Praise the Lord. So we've been able, I've been able to partner with Christodas and also with Pastor Praveen. I was able, I was honored to preach in his church and he's way ahead of us in church planting. But we're, we're talking about trips this next year where we, we've done ministry together. And for you guys to come halfway around the world, that's different than just if you would have just sent a text. Seeing you guys, seeing, seeing you again, my friend, again, after all this time, it's a huge blessing. So this is actually a perfect time in the message. If you guys could just tell us about yourself a little bit and share something, if you'd like. Yeah, thank you, Chris, for this uh, time. I want to really thank you for all your prayers. Uh, this time, we are really going through a little bit of hard times in India about central government. You know, they are shutting down Christian NGOs who are working for church planting, discipleship, and evangelism. So they are, you know, making it very narrow now. So as I have shared in the church last time, we have, uh, you know, nearly 110 church planters in different parts of our nation, like four different states. So I've been mobilizing them, working with them, and teaching them how to plant the churches and how to disciple people and how to uh, you know, evangelize in different cultures and different people. So uh, we have an organization called GAP, Good News to All People Ministries, registered under Indian government. And that has an FCRA, Foreign Currency Contribution Regulating Act, to receive funds to help our people in the ministry. So they put it on the hold right now. So every time when we ask them, write to them, they would say, yeah, we will go ahead and do it. I mean, renew it. Again, they, they don't do that. So likewise, uh, nearly three months we have been uh, suffering. So this time uh, I would just I mean, uh, request you to pray that God would work in the hearts of the government people to renew that uh, papers back to us so that we will continue to you know, do that. And also at the same time, when we are doing the ministry, they come, they send sometimes spies what they're really doing. So last time you all know Daniel Rene, Pastor Dan, Living Faith, it's Lisa Meet. He was literally put in a jail for 12 hours. So they're not harming, but they are making sure, seeing that the training programs will not go through. So in that connection, I would like to, uh, you know, we have been praying over the period of a uh, couple of years to have our own training center back at home. Uh, it's hard uh, to run trainings outside renting. And, you know, we don't have any clue who comes and who goes outside. 
So please pray that God would uh, provide and give us men to pray for the training center and also support. Right now we are into purchasing the land piece for the training center and God has been good to us. More than half of the price that God has given for that training center. So we would uh, ask you to please pray about it and pray about the government to release that documents and pray that God would give us men and women to you know, support us for the training center. And uh, we have been into the training, our church planters, with our material right now. So we have gone through dispensations and cost of discipleship, goals of discipleship. And now we are uh, principles of how to understand the Bible and all. Most of our church planters have not been to any theological colleges. They hardly you know, know how to read and write. And some of them are very passionate to do the Lord's work in different parts. So we have now into Old Testament survey we have completed and what all our, our Midtown and Living Fellowship are training us and we go back and play that uh, videos there. And now we, I'm taking the Pauline epistles right now. So pray that uh, God would continue to equip those church planters. I thank uh, Brother uh, Pastor uh, Chris and his family have been a great help uh, praying and you know, encouraging us and MBT Church and other brothers. So this is how uh, we have been doing and pray that uh, we will have a safe travels back to home. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm privileged to be with you for the first time in Kansas City. I have come to US uh, three, four times as uh, Dr. Best was uh, talking this morning, even Pastor Praveen needs to know exactly the same. I have completed my THM, master's degree in theology. I taught for almost 15 years. I'm teaching still now, but there are many things I do not know. There are many things to learn. It is true that uh, we are uh, students, lifetime students. <clears throat> Throughout our life, even if we study the Bible, we don't understand a bit of it even. So I'm taking my, uh, let's say, ministerial doctorate course right now in Iowa. I played there and I have attended a few classes so far. So I'm coming in connection of that. Meanwhile, Krishnadas being my student, he asked me to come to his place and we are in accord with, and we are in good terms. Uh, from the student time onwards, we help each other in the ministry. So Krishnadas asked me to help in translating to this dear brother from this church. So I'm privileged to translate for Brother Dan, and I also privileged to translate for Brother Best, and uh, Van and uh, Brian also visited my church. After the translation work put to the church planters ministry, they visited my place and they came to my church and they saw the ministry there. But this is the first time I'm coming to you and asking Chris Best, uh, to 
help us in organizing the way you are doing. We are also in line with uh, MBT Church, and we would like to continue the fellowship with you people so that it will be encouraging for us. As uh, Dr. Bess was saying just now, we want to see you face to face. It is not the text I can text, I can call, I can make uh, send emails, but seeing them uh, in one word uh, to say in the ministry, both uh, uh, Christudas and me, almost broken point. Almost in a place, uh, should we continue or just, just stay where we are? If not going back, I don't know what to do further, how to go further. So by seeing you all and seeing, meeting so many good people here around and the hug of Miles and Dr. Bess and their hospitality, the way of teaching, teaching, preaching and the church going here boosted us again. Definitely the touch and the feel and seeing you all face to face encouraged us again. Whether the government is going to object or put barriers for anything to us, I think we're not going to stop. And for your kind information, let me tell you, just before coming, I baptized three people and came. That means the, they can stop the funds, they can stop other things, but they cannot stop the gospel of the Lord. So we are happy about that. And... We are continuing, and in spite of all these troubles, all this uh, chaos and confusion, still there are people asking us to come and pray for them. And that's what encourages us. But at uh, many a times, because of the troubles from these government people and officials, every time coming and asking us for this, that, who is this, who is that, who came to your church, where did he come, where is he from, all those things will really put us in trouble. But at the same time, when it comes to the ministry part, the Lord is being gracious to us and we are doing the best. Recently, I want to tell you just, uh, I think, uh, am I exceeding my time? Okay. Recently, uh, there was a fellow, when we started building the church, that is the man who objected the building construction there, they troubled us for five years. Five years, we could not continue the work. So actually, we wanted to finish up the work by one and a half year. But for five years, whenever we start the work, they used to complain to the government. And the people come and stop the work. No, 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 you stop. Where is the permission? I applied for the permission, but they did not give. And now it is 15 years past, even till today, they did not give me the permission. Of course, we completed the building. And uh, I tell you this, this man who was deadly against us, this man who don't want us to come into that vicinity, recently he asked me to come to his home. I went to see him. I don't know for what he invited me. 
but uh, he was diagnosed with a small cancer it seems that's not sure it is just sent to the test so they are waiting for the test then surprisingly he said pastor please pray for me yeah and they are deadly against us they don't want us to happen anything here and even when we are having some programs they disturb our traffic and uh, they they drive fastly in our street things like that but the lord is opening the doors in such a way that uh, we say hindus may not anymore they may not ask us to come and pray or things like that but it is not so everywhere we go they are inviting us they are asking us to come into their houses just pray pray for the sick so different things so now at this time i am really boosted once again just to go with the ministry of course we also ask for your special prayers upon us especially regarding our government who are objecting us in several things and as uh, brother krishna shared this morning his fcra is stopped and they are finding it very difficult to continue with the i mean uh, the training building and other things once it is done i also will be joining him to train up so many church planters there all my church planters be trained there in their place so we are asking for your special prayers upon all of us and let the lord continue to build the church in india thank you very much yes swagi yeah i would like to uh, share uh, advice i i heard from one of the leaders in the middle east uh i am you know uh, sharing the gospel with muslims and i think is similar to hindus <clears throat> and this is what he the two lessons he gave me and it was sufficient strong in my ministry the first one don't fear them why because if you fear them god will scare you front of them uh, jeremiah 110 and uh, the other lesson and not only for them for us here in in the us when we share the gospel with muslims uh, with any other uh, uh, backgrounds so don't fear them if you will not fear them they will fear from you if you have courage and you will not fear from them they will fear from you so uh, just do the work of the lord and trust him thank you okay thank you guys <clears throat> it really is uh, encouraging to me a blessing to me to have you guys here and this is the last this this is let's finish up with this and then we'll do our small group time but i trust to come unto you and speak face to face why that our joy may be full okay listen the bible is our sole authority in all matters of 
practice in faith. Amen. Amen. We are to walk in truth. Amen. But according to the Bible, which is our sole authority in all matters of practice and faith, we need each other to have full joy. So as weird as this sounds, you guys, you need my face here to have the face to face. And if I forsake the assembling, and if you forsake the assembling, I'm not saying you can't have joy. I'm saying you can't have full joy. And I don't know about your joy tank, but mine isn't always topped off. When we get bad news, when I've got things weighing on me, there's kind of a cloud hanging over you because maybe the people you love aren't all doing okay, so you're not okay. Like, like your joy tank can sometimes need a little refilling, a little refreshing, right? You know what you need is you need the face-to-face -face time. So here's key point number four is communion. We must trust God to assemble and commune together. And if I don't show up, I'm kind of forsaking you guys a little bit. Not that, you know, I need to be here every week, but I, I should try to be here every week so that we can have that face-to-face -face time. And then, I'm sorry, that our joy may be full. Key point number five is completion. Full joy comes through communion, comes through fellowship. So we've got continuation, communication, the commission, communion, and completion. And then finally, John finishes this, apostle, uh, this epistle with saying, the children of thy elect sister greet thee. And the last point here is that when we have fellowship within our local church, okay, so when we fellowship together about the mission and the ministry and the word of God and prayer together, okay, we have camaraderie with the churches in India because these men are leading their churches to do the same thing that we are doing here. And I can call pastors Praveen or Christodos. I can say, Christodos, how is it going there? And he knows what I'm talking about because he's doing the same things there that we're doing here. And I can find out about how is Suresh and how is Das? How is Martha? How, how is, are your team members? How is Stefan or Stephen? Stephen? Yeah. Yes. How are, and he could ask here, how, how is Wagi and how is Gail? How is, Eric? like he, we have camaraderie because we're all part of something bigger than ourselves. We're all part of the mission that God gave us. And you'll find out that in missions, it's kind of a small world. There's a lot of us that kind of end up knowing each other from around the world. And, and, and what you'll find is that camaraderie is that we get to be part of something grand. So in our small groups, number one, appreciate the importance of your presence and your participation in this church and in this class. Number two, discuss what are the influences that lead us to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And then number three, def, you know, discuss the definition of that word forsake. That kind of hit me kind of as I was studying this out. Don't leave anybody behind. You know what I'm saying? So, so let's break up into our small groups. And then after about 20 minutes, we'll regroup. And then if there's something from your small group time that you feel like everybody needs to hear, we'll share that together. So let's go ahead and do that now.